0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Stand Up Podcast. My name is Ben Kimsel, here with co-host Jack Divin, and uh, man, we're really excited about today's uh, story because what we do here on the Stand Up Podcast is tell impossible without Jesus stories, and the hope is that we can encourage you towards the faith that you started with. Because I know it can be so easy uh, to kind of feel like your faith loses steam sometimes, and. One of my favorite things about storytelling and the way that God writes our stories as we say yes, and even through our mistakes and through the things that we do wrong, his faithfulness is to continue to write that story because it's one of the best ways to bolster and encourage the faith of those around us, because how powerful is the word's yeah, me too. Like, I've been there. On, I've, I've done that. I've walked through that stuff. And sometimes, I heard this put one, one way so eloquently, sometimes the jail cell that people find themselves in, our stories can hold the key to point them in the right direction. And that's one of the things I love about today's guest, is that she so incredibly, and, and dare I say, so openly and freely talks about right. the stuff that she's been through, in order to do just that. And so, man, Jack, tell us about who we're going to hear from today. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, we get the honor to tell the story of Hope Moquin today. And her and I are, you know, we're new friends, but she, like, sort of like you hinted at Ben, the way that she was just really vulnerable about her story was what struck me uh, you know, if you've ever, if you're on the other side of this and you've ever felt like down and out, or like you couldn't recover from the, the hand that life has dealt you, or you couldn't recover from the mistake that you've made, like this is it, this is the end. Well, this story will, uh, I, I do hope it encourages you and I hope that it uh, will like inspire you, but I think it's kind of funny like i didn't plan on saying this but like what i really wanted to do is give you hope and like that's hope's name and yeah. so uh i i i think that's where i want to leave it today
0: yeah well and it is exciting to again uh, with this podcast being so intentional towards storytelling um you know part of that is to share hope and so, you know, kind of that play on words today, we're not just sharing hope, but we're sharing hope's story. And so I want to encourage and challenge you um, to share hope in, in this way, that if, if, you know, this episode is impactful to you, um, something that's always helpful for us is to have these podcasts shared rated, subscribed to, because what it does is it helps us to push that hope out there further and further. And so I know that, you know, uh, sometimes it it can be just an extra step to click a button, but I want to encourage you to do it so that we can continue to get these stories out there because our goal is for them to impact as many people as possible. Um, and so, you know, we hope that you will join us in that way and, and, uh, and help, you know, push that charge forward to be able to get these stories uh, in, in not just uh, on other people's devices and whatnot, but truly into their hearts. That's the goal is that it will encourage them in that way. So super excited about today's podcast. Um, we'll see you in the postcast. Let's do it. Come
1: on. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Stand Up Podcast. I have Hope Mo Quinn on here with me. That's how you say it, right? Mo yes. Quinn. Okay, good. Uh, you never know. I might be saying it wrong. So anyway, have Hope on here with me. I'm so excited to have her on. I really haven't met Hope yet, for those of you that are listening, as far as... Um, you know, in real life. Hopefully that'll happen. You never know. Um, but I haven't met her yet completely, but I've been following her on Instagram and just seeing some of the content, honestly, that she puts out and it's so encouraging. It's so life giving. And I am so confident that you guys will be in for a treat today. So hope, why don't you tell everybody what's going on? Say hi.
2: Yeah, hi. I'm super excited to be here. I always love doing podcasts and meeting my Instagram friends um, kind of face-to-face because we record them with Zoom, and so I always get to meet them, and so it's fun. But yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what the Lord wants to do. I'm just excited to be here.
1: Yeah, and Thank you so much for being on. It truly, it's an honor um, because it's such, a weird, it's such a weird thing when you are following someone on Instagram. I'm sure you've heard this before because you are good at it, but... You you start to feel like you know the people that you're following that are really good at it, and that's like the point. And so I kind of feel like I know you and like I'm like this little fanboy a little bit, but anyway, super super <laughs> fun to have you on. But uh yeah, man, the the other thing about it is too hope is uh an influencer. She is on Instagram and she does amazing work. Um but more than just being an influencer she is you know bringing light into the world with the stuff that she puts out and and so i'm i'm really excited about that but i've also because i have tuned into some of the stuff that hope is doing know that she has uh, a story. I know that Jesus has done some impossible things uh, in her life, and that's really why she's here—not because she, you know, has a great following or whatever. Truly. Um, I believe that you have something to bring with your story, and that it should be told, and and that God wants to share that uh, with the world, this audience, but but with the world. And so, I'm so excited to hear your story. We tell people that we tell impossible without Jesus stories to help them rediscover the world changing faith that they started with. And it's this idea that when we're uh, when we're small, we believe. Uh, that anything can change in the drop of the hat. I was watching my uh, daughter meet a new friend at church the other day, and you could tell, like, like twinkle in their eye, like uh, best friend just made. They never saw each other before in their lives. And um, I just think there's a kind of belief that when you're a child that maybe we lose uh, when we're adults. And this, this uh, podcast is not a pitch to... Uh, Making people less adult like or more childlike, but sort of accessing that belief about our faith that God could do anything at any time with the faith that we have, and so uh, just just really steering into that idea and exploring that, and so we do that by telling stories. And so, hope. Why don't you go ahead and and talk to us more about your story?
2: Yeah. I, I said that all the time. I'm like, I have no idea how I got to where I am or how I am who I am other than the fact that it was only Jesus. Um, yeah. because my story is a little bit crazy, um, a little bit wild, but I'm a little bit wild. So it's okay. Yes. Uh, I'm just a good Same. kind of wild. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up with your like typical Christian family, a mom, a dad, a brother and a dog like America. That is just, it is what it is. <laughs> Love and, um, growing up my mom she was like she was physically present in my life but emotionally forget about it just was not there and so and I noticed that at a young age and I think it's been like a generation thing for us like my parents and like their parents there's always been struggles with alcohol and with drugs and with everyone dropping out of school and no one finishing college and um, we lived in Gainesville or we lived in Kennesaw, Georgia. Honestly, we moved like everywhere all the time. It's just what we did. We always moved somewhere else because something was always wrong. And, um, when I was 13, that's kind of like where my story kind of starts is my brother. He's my half brother, but since I grew up with him, I really considered him like my whole brother yeah. from point. Um, But he struggled with drugs and alcohol, and he had left home when I was 13 and threatened to kill himself and to Mm -hmm. commit suicide. And so that was like a huge thing that kind of shocked our family. And after that, my parents' attention really went fully on him to get him help, rightfully so, because he needed it. Um, But somewhere in that between time of them putting their focus on him— I was kind of neglected and pushed to the side. And I was like, how do I do life? How do I figure out life? Like what's going on? And we moved to Gainesville, Georgia. And so when I was 13, I started dating a boy who was older than me because that is just the wisest thing that we all do for some reason. We always think it's going to turn out good. Um, It never does, (laughs) ever. And so I was 13, completely innocent. Like I've never done really anything crazy in my life. And within six months, I had given up my virginity, I started drinking, and I got in drugs within six months. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on? And at this church we were going to, um, it was Free Chapel in Gainesville. And I can say that because you'll hear more about that later on. But that was the church I was going to in a youth group. I had just become so crazy. Honestly, I was living there for a few years and. I was always causing chaos and ruckus and I got kicked out of the youth ministry at free chapel and they told me I couldn't go back anymore because (laughs) I was wilding out after that I was like just frustrated with church and I was like really borderline atheist because I just didn't believe in any of it. It was crazy to me. I thought people were insane And it was so bad where I refused to go. And so my parents would bribe me and they would pay me a hundred dollars just to get me to go to church on Sunday mornings. And so of course I went. Right. Right. Just making that money, you
1: know, Hey, (laughs) whatever
2: works. (laughs) I did. And then I used it to entertain my bad habits. And so that, that was my bargain. And finally I ended up getting arrested for shoplifting um, in Gainesville and that was like, the straw on the camel's back and so my parents picked me up and they moved me to Florida no and ifs or but they got me out of here and they moved me to Florida where in Florida so, Sarasota
1: oh okay I grew up in Florida my whole life Tampa area so
2: okay yeah. I love that we're really yeah. close to Tampa no one ever really knows where Sarasota is and so I'm always like ah it's like south of Tampa. of exactly
1: that's a, okay so I grew uh-huh. up a, like 30 minutes north of Tampa I just tell people Tampa but I love that area it's a great place
2: Yes. I love it too. I wish that I lived there when I was in a better place in my life. Um, Because when I moved there, I was like really just smoking stuff that I probably shouldn't be in Georgia. But then I moved to Florida and I started um, experimenting with stuff that was way harder than what I was doing and just really quickly became addicted and became dependent on stuff, got involved with the wrong friends. And then when I was 16, my sophomore year, My grades were already pretty bad because I always skipped school. I was always doing something I shouldn't be doing. Um, I was on spring break, and I was just trying to live my life, have fun at a party. And it was a party gone wrong, and I ended up being sexually assaulted by three guys Uh who went to my school, one who was much older than that. And I wound up in the hospital the next day. And so that was like my point where I was like, I already struggled with self-harm. I already struggled with depression. And at this point I was like, there is nothing that I want to live for moving forward. I was like, if this is how humanity is and this is how life is, I was like, this is something that I do not want to be a part of. Wow. And so kids in high school, they're cruel. They're mean. It had gotten out. I felt like what had happened. And I just said the heck with it. And I threw in the towel and I dropped out of high school. in 10th grade my sophomore year when I was 16 because I was like I can't do this anymore I was like you guys are bugging out I said can't do it and so battled with all that for a few months and then I wound up at church one night I still don't know how because your girl didn't go to church and
1: this (laughs) This was in Tampa
2: yes in well Sarasota but yeah
1: yeah I wound up that
2: church and this girl came up to me and she was just so nice to me, which I don't even know because I was probably giving her stank looks. I didn't really want to be there. And she was telling me about this thing that they have at their church where she described it as it's just like you come in here, you get plugged in a small group. It's just for people who like want to get plugged in with friends. And I was like, you know, yeah, sure. And so long story short, I ended up like getting involved with it. And come to find out, it was, like, this really intense, strict, like, Christian boot camp program that was in partnership with Southeastern University. And with where I was in my life, after my parents found out about it, they gave me the option of, like, I can go there or I can go to this other program called Teen Challenge. And I was like, I'm going to go to this program because I'm not going to Teen Challenge. And so I kind of, like, got tricked into going to this crazy program where on the first day, I rolled up at 16 because they took me in at 16 when everyone else was 18 to 27. So I was like an amateur 16 year old strung out, didn't believe in God. And I was like, what am I doing? And I rolled up the first day and they were like, yeah, well, we run three miles every day. We're doing all these crazy events. You can't talk to the opposite sex. And I was like, this is why I don't like Christians. I said, this is crazy. Um, And so a month into it, not even a month, they took us on one of those crazy retreats and whatever. We had to like hike up this mountain. It was like a six mile mountain. We had to carry people on cots. It was wild. But we did a worship night after that at this really nice mansion cabin kind of thing. And for the first time, I had like this crazy encounter with this Jesus person who I made fun of my entire life. And for the first time ever, it became real to me. And I was like, okay, maybe they're not that crazy. I said, this is what wholeness feels like. This is what love feels like. And I think this is something that I want to continue to learn about and continue to do, which is wild. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> amazing. I I love, <laughs> I've okay, so I haven't, we haven't done this that many to like, you're the first one that would say, yeah, I was like, I hate Christians because not that you said you hate, but like, I don't like Christians because of course this is like, I'm running three miles. What does this have to do with anything? But like, that's who you are now. Not the three mile thing necessarily. Maybe you run a lot. I don't know. But like Jesus is the one that like defined you. And I love that because I like, I happen to know that like, this is a faith based podcast. Like we talk about faith like every time we talk about Jesus unashamed about that. But I I know there are a lot of people, particularly where I grew up, that don't have anything or really want anything to do with faith in Jesus. And I think um, maybe that's uh, just like a small subplot in your story, just to say, hey, this is who I was, but don't count Jesus out as someone that can change Everything right now in one moment for you and I, I. I don't know. I just want that so much for the people that are listening. So I won't here. Keep going on your story. I just think that's amazing.
2: No, like seriously, that's how I was. Like, if anyone, if it was going to be a shock for anybody to commit their life to the Lord, it was me, one hundred percent. Everyone knew it, and so I always like laugh about that, but. So I did the two years there, went through a million other crazy events, learned all kinds of things about myself, about people, about the Lord. And at the end of those two years, Free Chapel was opening up a college. And for the first time, I really felt like I heard the Lord clear as day. And He told me that I needed to go back to Georgia to attend this college um, at the church that I was kicked out of. And I argued so hard. Yeah. I said, you got me messed up. If you think I'm moving back to Georgia, to the church, I kicked me out. I said, no. Um, but the Lord always has his way. And so I said, all right, all right, dog, we're going to go. And so I went, um, and I went on this thing that I knew that this is what the Lord was asking of me. And I knew without a doubt, like that is what God wanted. And so internally, I was like, this is going to be easy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Okay. Okay. So I moved, get disowned by my whole family from moving back to Georgia because they thought I was they thought I was smoking crack again. And I said, I promise you I'm not. I'm just trying to listen to God. Uh, uh, they did. They thought I was crazy. And I, like, I think I'm crazy. Um, so I get to Georgia and within the first year, I think I had the hardest year of my life. And I was so confused because I was listening. I was being obedient to what I felt God tell me to do. And within a year, I had moved like six times. I had to work three jobs. My car broke down on me two separate times. And then I got a crap car that I had to sleep out of for a while because this happened. I ended up meeting someone. I got engaged with all of this. It was just a crazy year, the hardest year of my life. I know, that was like so much that I crumbled into like one little thing. But it was just like I moved to be obedient and then everything fell apart. And then I found myself in an engagement like what the heck hope out of all things that's what you got to do and that's what I did so
1: that's uh, okay yeah that's amazing like I just I I, I love that uh I love that you went back like I know uh that's happened to me before okay that has happened to me before and I won't go into too terribly much of detail because this is your story not mine but where I have said I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> and then like, lo and behold, like that's the very thing that God wants to redeem in you. Something that you kind of like burned down before that was me. Yeah. Um. And so I don't know. I just think that's a cool part of your story, but okay. So now you're engaged and everything fell apart. Let's, let's keep going. That's, that's good. Uh,
2: I mean, my life was falling apart before that. I think I was just trying to hold on to something stable. Cause yeah. he was a great guy. Yeah. I just wasn't ready for a relationship and it just, wasn't the perfect plan that God had for me. And I was trying to make it that because I was like, this is the one kind of staple thing in my life. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I knew wasn't what God had for me. So I had to make a decision if I was going to settle for what's good or if I was going to wait for God's best. Yeah. And I decided I wanted to wait for God's best. And so I said, I got to go and you can't come with me. And that's all there is to it. And so um, moving on, I ended up getting hired on be one of the directors at the college halfway through my second year before I even graduated and so like I I'm a huge believer in journaling and so like you can go back and read all my journals from my first year sometimes I'm talking about how I want to go do drugs again because my life sucks sometimes I'm talking about how I want to work at the church I'm just like documenting my whole thing but one thing that like I knew towards the end of my first year that I wanted to work at the church and I wanted to be a part of it and so I did this thing where I knew that's what I wanted. And so I would write my dream in a present tense. And so like all throughout my journal, you see at the end of every page, Love I'm it. working my dream job at Free Chapel College doing this. And I would just like prophesy it over myself because this is what I wanted. It did not add up to my life, but that's what I wanted. So then the day that it actually happened, my mind was blown. I was like, I'm walking in the thing that I prayed for. Yeah, And I ended up doing that um, for almost four years. And it was the most, exciting amazing like humbling restorative time of my life um but even like on the upside of it and like it being amazing like I still had my own human struggles like just because you reached like the fulfillment of the promise in a sense right. doesn't mean you still don't go through struggles and you still will not go through life because you're always refining you're always learning you're always going through things that are shaping you and molding you into the person that God wants you to be and so but through all of that I ended up writing a book about my whole experience because my life is crazy and I feel like it can relate to a lot of people. And so I wrote a book through all that. And then I've been able to like start speaking other places and just sharing with people about it. But obviously I don't work there anymore. And this is why Um, talking about saying that you're never going to do something. I have said, I'm never going to do so many things in my life and I'm doing all of them now. One of those being... I said, I would never do women's ministry because I didn't really have a mom in my life. And I just, I hated women's ministry. And I said, I'm never doing it. Okay. So two years ago, um, while I'm working at the church, while I'm like pursuing my dreams, doing what I feel the Lord is like calling me to do. Um, my mom ended up having an affair and she left my dad and my mom struggles with addiction as well. And so through all of that, I remember just like being so frustrated with God, like blaming God for everything and like just being so mad and complaining to him all the time about women and not having a mom and like all those kinds of stuff. And I remember the Lord asking me one day and it it shook me. He was like, instead of complaining about it, why don't you do something about it? And I was like, but I want to do something about Mm -hmm. it. He does that, and so I was like, dang, and so I like took a little bit of time and like, just prayed and like really looked at life and everything, and I started my women's life coaching program called Becoming Better, and it's built on the foundation of becoming the person that you always wish that you had and not living in this way of being bitter and resentful towards the things that you didn't have, but caring about yourself enough to invest in yourself so you can become that for other people, and so that's what I do full-time now, And so full circle story of this crazy atheist strung out girl ended up working at the church. She got kicked out of said she would never do women's ministry. And now she leads her own. And so that is me in a nutshell, a little bit crazy, but I'm only here because of Jesus. And that is all there is to it.
1: Oh my gosh. What a, what a story. I love it. I love it. (laughs) The thing that pinged me was like going after Are you going to go after what is good or continue in what is good or are you going to, like, go after or even just, like, receive God's best? And I find myself in places like that, and this is just, like, candid conversation. Like, I find myself in places like that. It's like, you know, honestly, it's like fear can creep in and you're scared and you have, like, the butterflies for something that, you know, you thought you would never do. And you thought like you were never good enough to do it or whatever, but but I think I just want to say on the other side of the screen today uh, to you or you know you're really saying this to me. I'm learning this to you. So the people that are listening, uh, like it is just it's just it never has been and never will be the things that we're plainly just good at or whatever or the things that we always think that will qualify us. It's gonna be Jesus in our story, in our lives that's, that is that um, is leading the way and helping us step out in faith that's, that's going to qualify us for the things that we do because I just, you know, for me, I was, like, going to be a baseball player, got a baseball scholarship and did all that, and then I... Heard God calling me into ministry and wound up doing something in ministry that was totally unsuited for me. <laughs> I found out. And then like I just pushed off what God was doing, you know, for so long. Um, and then I think, you know, even even in the face of people telling me, Jack, you're good at speaking. Like, Jack, you're you really have a like you're really more of a pastor. I was pursuing worship leading forever. Um, and so I don't know, just I guess maybe for, for the people that are listening, you know, you might be doing a good thing. Like you, like whatever it is, whether it's your job or your family or like you might be doing good things. And even something that was something that God led you into at one point, but God might be pointing you toward the best thing now. And it might just take a little bit of a pivot. And I know that's just true in my life. And so, um, man, that was, that was so good. Hope that was so good so oh God. <laughs> yeah um so practically speaking okay tell me tell me a little bit more about like journaling is this something that you like do you have resources like do you push like other people that fall along with you to uh like to journal is there a way that you do that like how, like how has that impacted your story
2: yeah um Wow, that convicted me. I guess I should. I don't ever tell people that to follow me that they should journal, but I really should because journaling has shaped my life for so much. And wow. I hope that this can speak life to somebody because when I was in high school, when all my grades were falling down, um, I had a two in speech class. Like not a twenty percent. Like I had a. I have my progress report to prove it. I had a number yeah. two in speech class because. I could not verbalize what was on my heart, what was on my mind to save my life. i That was my own like mommy issues growing up. I did not know how to verbalize what was on my heart or what I was passionate about. And so that's why I started to write because I found that when I would write, I could actually express what was going on inside of me. That's why I wrote a book. That's why I love writing now. And that's why I love journaling because it was like, that was my safe place to be able to express myself because I didn't know how to verbalize it yet. And even now, like, People always get shocked, but it's like, I get mad anxiety sometimes when it comes to like social speaking, because I like that fear creeps in of like, Oh my gosh, like I used to suck at this. And like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but with journaling, like this is why I love it in a world that we live in now with your phones, with social media, with whatever you can type out whatever you want. And if you don't like something, you can go back and delete it real quick. But like when you have a journal and you have a pen and a paper and you just start writing how you feel. That is how you feel. And like, whatever you see that you don't like and whatever you see, that's not pretty suck it up buttercup. Like that's where your heart is at. And like, you have to figure that out and you have to work it out. And like, you can't go back in a race and not so pretty things. So like you get to be 100% real with yourself and it helps you grow so much. And then on the flip side, years down the road, Once a month, I go back through and I read my old journals just to keep my heart in check and just to, like, let me remember where I come from. Because, one, you get to see God's faithfulness through the years. You get to see how far you've grown. You get to see the things that you don't struggle with anymore that you used to struggle with. And, like, there's just so many things of, like, our minds, like, you know, we get older. We can't always have the best memory. But if you can document it through time you can go back You can always remember just the things that God has done through you and the things that he's been faithful in. And it helps you to just be more positive and more encouraged that like, if God did it then, he can absolutely do it now. It won't be the same way, but it can be a greater way. That's just how God is, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's so great. And I think just, just looking at that, like sometimes we just need to sit in like how it is, like even so how it is that we're feeling, but, we not everything that we do has to be this pretty thing that is meant for everybody else to see all the time. And like, man, social media really does push you toward that. You're absolutely right. Um, but that's why I, I love that. I find myself writing and, and just writing down the things and the questions that I have because they are they can be deeper and they're not pretty. They can be pretty ugly. There can be a lot of anxiety that comes out. I am with you on that. Um, there can be a lot of anger, but it it's truly where you're at. And I think that sometimes we try and put our best self forward and like place it on the table and be like, okay, God, use that. But really God is just saying, okay, let's... Like, let's take where you're really at, put that on the table, and I'm going to show my glory with the gap of how far off you are from where you really need to be to do the thing that I am going to do through you. And that's how God shines out his glory into the world, and that's what makes me uh, so excited. So, um, you know, maybe that's the the takeaway from that is, like, God isn't just looking— for perfect people he's looking for available people and so you don't have to fix yourself right now you just got to make yourself available
2: 100 i love that
1: well hope thank you so much do you have like one thing like if you could if you could like leave everybody with one thing from today uh from your story whatever it is like just a, a tie up to tie a bow on it what would that be
2: yes that's like my famous line i always say that your pain and your ache will be your greatest gift if you will let it be um for the purpose of impacting other people
1: yeah i love it hope well thank you so much you're gonna have to listen i'm just gonna i'm gonna call you out i'm just gonna call you out and we can edit this out if you need to if you want me to (laughs) but you need like a journal tool like teach us teach me um, and I'll, I'll buy it and then I'll promote it too. But you <laughs> need that seriously do that because so we need to, uh, we need to learn from you that way. Uh, cause you have some, you have like seriously great stuff to say about that. So anyway, thank you hope so much. And, uh, I look forward to getting this podcast out and, and having the world hear it. So it's a story that needs to be told.
0: All right. Uh, man, I just, Every time I, we get to one of these podcast sections, I, uh, I can't help but think how special it is to be able to have a podcast going where we get to hear so many different stories and hear so many different perspectives. Like, Essentially, this is taking the time to sit down and talk with people for the whole purpose— of getting their stories in a format that's listenable by multiple people from all over the world with one goal in mind. Like, let's let's get people back to the faith that they started this faith journey with, knowing that, like, God does the impossible, and he's the only person that can. Nothing else that we, like, joke about being like, oh, man, it's impossible to do that. No, it's not impossible. Like, if you did it, it's not impossible, Right but but Jesus truly can do the impossible and and man I just love the intentionality that this podcast has brought to leaning into that. And so, man, shameless plug, like, please subscribe to listen to more of these stories, share these stories with with your friends, with your family, uh, especially ones that resonate to you as like, oh, this would be a good story for, you know, this particular person. Um, and just yeah. share it with them and say, man, I hope that this is encouraging to you and uh, so on and so forth. But, but let's dive into Hope's uh, story here for just a second. Um, I mean, she talks about life under the, the story of what God's trying to do as a as an adventure. And, and I know, Jack, you have in, in previous uh, postcasts mentioned the Bob Goff quote about, you know, God will take you on this incredible adventure, and like, it's not always about, uh, you know, having this, uh, I, I guess, rigid itinerary, right? But it's about just right. being invited in, on the process. Like, for me, I think of that from this standpoint, okay? Like, so let's say that I, I have no other responsibilities that would tether me to just being able to pick up and go do whatever at any point in time, right? And John Mayer calls me, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And John Mayer says, I want you to go on the road with me. All I'm right? waiting on you I'm waiting, right? to
1: help me. Wait, dang it. I wanted to make a reference about waiting <laughs> on the world to change. Dang it, it was at the tip <laughs> of my tongue. Go ahead. Wah, wah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: But like, okay, so imagine, John Mayer calls me, all right? And he says, I'm, you're going on the road with me like, let me tell you what I'm not doing. Well, can you, can you send me, like, I need a breakdown of how this is all going to go, and, and yada, right. yada. Here's what I know about John Mayer. The dude, if he's calling me to come on the road with him, he's going to be able to take care of me. Like, I will be, I'll have the, the money that I need, like, he'll buy me food, like, he'll whatever, like, and I'm going to have fun and all that kind of deal. Why would I put that kind of trust in an earthly human being, And not in the like God of the universe. Come on. I mean, what the heck? Like, how skewed is that? And so Hope's story helps us to embrace the adventure that God's taking us on without needing the itinerary, without needing the I gotta have all my ducks in a row, and just trust that He's going to take care of the process as we lean into, and in her words, as we embrace God's story for us. Because, I mean, let's be let's be honest if you put them next to each other, who's writing a better story for your life, you or God? Right. I mean, no-brainer, right? No contest. So so why do we treat it like our story will be better sometimes? Why? Like, Like, let's put money where the mouth is here. We would both say that. You've probably fallen victim to the same thing I have. I've tried to pull strings in my own life before, right? Oh, yeah. And I've tried mm-hmm. to do specific things that would be, this would be better for me, a.k.a., I've been Jonah, you've been Jonah. Right. God has called us to certain things that we've said, um, yeah, yeah, I hear you, but like this. And I'm not gonna lie to you, man, I've been through the belly of the whale a few times in my life. Yeah. And I can't help but think, if I had just gone straight to Nineveh, what would God have done? Right. And I'll never know, but what would God have done had I just said yes, had I just embraced the story that God was writing for me? And man, uh, I think Hope's story helps to give us that perspective. And I know for me, when I tell stories like that, my hope is, let's say I was Jonah before Jonah, right? Could I have told Jonah about my experience and gotten him straight to Nineveh? And if all of my belly of the whale was just for that person to skip their belly of the whale situation, was it worth it? A hundred times, yes. You
1: know what I mean? Right, yeah, I think... You know, the, the thing, I actually wrote this in a sermon, I think it was last week, but it's just the idea that we are always trying to, um, that we're always trying to write our own stories. Like if you're looking at your life on a timeline without Jesus, you know, that like we're We're writing our own stories, all that we could hope that things would be. But knowing what we know now is that, like, no, like, we could never write a better story for our lives than the one that God has written for our lives through the person of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And so he came and gave us, like, like I, I used this example in the sermon. Like he gave us the alternate nineteen eighty-five, like a back to the future to like um <laughs> nice. but yeah, hey, it's student ministry. But you know like in in the movie Alternate nineteen eighty five is horrible, but the the idea is that when Jesus came and, and we used the term like split history, he's he he like Changed it all for everyone, all at one time, once and for all. Like, that is the story that can be written over our lives. Like, we can be written into the book of life. Yes. And man, embracing that you already have the best end to your story of all stories, forever Mm. of all time, and living in that. That'll change your life. That'll change your world.
0: Dude, that's so good. And I, I want to shout out one of my favorite lyrics of all time in Christian music, okay, is, is Sean Curran in uh, Worthy of Your Name, okay? Yeah, yeah. Second verse, he says, And as your blood fell to the ground, you redefined my future. Oh, chills. Yeah. Redefined my future, a.k.a. new possibility, mm-hmm. new outcome new opportunity. I mean, everything about where we were destined was redefined in a moment because of Jesus. And I think sometimes we don't live like that's true. Right. And so, man, like, if you can be encouraged by that truth today, that your future has already been redefined if you if you will lean into it, like... There's
1: hope in that. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like it's like we're trying to continue down the path of our past. Like that word redefined future that Jesus give us gives us, it doesn't ignore our past. Right. It just gives us a purpose for it. Oh, Without dude, Jesus, good. if we're on that path of our of our past, like straight up sin like without Jesus it doesn't have its its purpose okay but because of Jesus because of the split the redefinition of our future it doesn't ignore our past but it gives purpose for our past and that purpose is him i love that dude dude
0: that's so good i hope you're encouraged by that today uh, as a listener and and i hope that that, that gives you like a true hope and a true uh, purpose and meaningfulness to everything that has happened to you, whether it be good things, bad things, uh, God's using them. And, and, and in a moment, the, the purpose that, that you're able to experience through all of that was, was changed, redefined. And, and so lean into that, like rest and find peace and encouragement in that truth today.